0: Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the cat cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Let's Chat is a long-form conversational chat where I, your host, Chris Revel, use my behavior health background and my pop culture obsession to sit down with guests from the worlds of punk rock, where I sit down with folks from the world of punk rock, where I sit down with folks from the world of punk rock, podcasting, and pop culture. This is a really fun episode. We've got Kurt from the Half Hour Bros. Uh, Kurt is actually one of our Let's Chat members, uh, Kurt and um, from the Half Hour Bros, our Let's Chat Club members. Let's Chat Club is a really fun club that we have started. It uh, gives you access to both a private Facebook group a private Discord group. And also, we have a, a running Twitter thread, real talk. Uh, we all support each other. Uh, we also offer various service for uh, so, um, like you sign up with us, you can get a website. We'll, we can do a one sheet for you. All these different things. Um, if it's something you're interested in, please let us know. We're really excited. Uh, but when working with um with Kurt has been such a blast. Uh, everyone, we've all become really good friends and have helped each other out and get to each other's shows and some great networking and connecting with guests and it's been a lot of fun. Um, So, I started my podcast in 2013. I've been going strong for a while with some, you know, some blips and ups and downs, like everything else in life. And it's kind of cool getting to meet all these people coming into the game, like the next generation. And um, I always say, it's like, I feel like I just went from overnight, I just went from like uh, just doing this in my room by myself to the somehow overnight you become like the senior because. All of a sudden, you look around. and A lot of people I started with are some are still here. So many have gone, understandably. And there's like a whole new generation of podcasters, and it's so great to be a part of it and get to help and, and learn and grow together. Uh, so we had tons of fun on this episode. You could check out the Half Hour Bros. Um, their Twitter seems to be their most active at Half Hour Bros. Pod. They're also on Twitch and TikTok. Um, you know, we'll put all this in the show notes. Uh, really fun show. It's a low commitment. It's only their half hour episodes. Uh, they are starting to do some interviews, too, but you know it's it's something I definitely recommend it's when, it, I tend to listen to this when i 'm driving to work because it 's like the perfect it 's half hour and it's super funny, and these guys crack me up uh, so make sure you give it out uh, there you find them anywhere you find podcast. Uh, so just a little housekeeping, I was just recently a guest on Cinema Recall. Uh, thank you so much to the Vern for having me with the news of Norm Macdonald passing. It's, it, you know, it affects all of us, and I'm such a huge Norm Macdonald fan, so Vern was nice enough to invite me on to uh, just talk about his work and his life, and it was really special. Gotta give another shout out to the folks at Bad Taste PVD for hooking me up on the guest list for the Near Mint Expo this over the weekend in Providence. It was like a collectibles expo, it was awesome, spent way too much money. So we haven't been putting out as many episodes recently. We're working on getting that back up to weekly. Uh, The main reason right now is uh, I've actually am now officially a freelance podcast producer and consultant. So I've been doing a lot of uh, side gigs, a lot of side gigs. I've been doing a lot of freelance work. It's been kind of taking my time away. So we're, we're we're figuring that out. We're hoping to get you more content. And the last shout-out, thank you to Christopher Donovan for Chaka Cha for having me present last month. Uh, that was just one of the most special events. And thank you to Margie and Alex and everyone who came out. It was wonderful to see you. And um, you can find us on at Let's Chat Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our website is letschatpodcast.net. We've got Patreon. We've got merch. We've got everything you need. Um, we'd love to talk to you. And make sure you join our, our Facebook group, Let's Chat Community, and love to interact with everyone. Well, let's get to it. Quite of funny right so like the half half of the half hour bro is doing an hour long podcast there's, yeah there's yeah you're, you're right
1: i have i have 15 minutes you're right i'm sorry it's the half hour bros there's only one of us i can only i can only do legally 15 minutes within my contract
0: <laughs> 15 minutes oh my god um man so um then I, I i have to say i am uh super stoked to do this because it actually gave me a really good idea too but um i i really like your show and one one of the i think, I get so jealous of your show in particular because your name and length of show is right in the title. Like it is the most perfectly marketed title show I've ever heard. Half hour bros. I'm like within three seconds, you know, exactly what the show is, you know how long it is. And as you know, it's really hard to get someone to listen to your podcast. And like, sometimes I'm asking for people for like an hour plus and like, just to be like, Hey, 30 minute episode. I feel like that must be so much easier to pull people in for like a 30 Um, minute episode.
1: So yeah, when we were coming up with it, we're like, man, I don't, I don't, we could go for two hours. Honestly, every episode could be two hours and it wouldn't be a problem, but we're sitting here kind of workshopping it. I'm like, dude, no one's going to listen to this shit for an hour. No one's going to listen for two hours. We can't have Joe Rogan, three hour Elon Musk interviews. Like we got to tone it back. And we're just like, you know, how much time you got about a half hour. So half hour bros, podcast kind of just fell. we we tried the beer run podcast in the very beginning and we got a couple episodes out before we realized that there is an actual beer run podcast that doesn't post anymore but still has the name so we had to change it and pivot real quick to the half hour bros
0: that's really nice of you i would have been like screw you guys come after me but i, well, think I just did the right- <laughs> i didn't the want to right get call
1: any bigger you know what i'm saying and grow more people and then all of a sudden this unknown source that doesn't lead to anywhere starts getting clicks
0: yes 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 you know and i've I've been, I've been i've done my i've started this show in 2013 and i've made pretty much all the mistakes you can make two one of them is i've changed my name twice in the last eight years i mean very not that it went from let's chat with mike and chris to let's chat with revel and friends to let's chat with chris revel But like different artwork, different names. And it is surprising how even to this day, every once in a while, I'll still find like my old logo somewhere on like a site that it doesn't need to be just every once in a while. It is impossible to fucking find everything.
1: Dude, if if you're out there, man, like it'll they'll find you no matter how long you've been, how long you've been out of the ether, the whatever the fuck you want to call it, like they will find you. It doesn't matter. I found shit on the internet that's not even around. I found so many podcasts that I've listened to and been like, "This is great," and I've hit them up on Twitter, and they're like, "Yeah, we stopped posting two years ago." I'm like,
0: "Damn." That's happened to me. That's happened before. I used to love this podcast called Wor- Worst G- Gig Ever, and then like, oh, it's a, and then you're like, final episode. You're like, oh, man,
1: it sucks, oh, well, dude. It really listen. sucks.
0: like, um, what, what, why, why did you, why did you choose start your podcast?
1: um it so so he calls me one day we're always talking on the phone and we always just get in the left turn politics movie quotes we basically the show is what you see is what you get when you listen to an episode that's really us as if we were just kicking the shit we just happen to turn some microphones on and he gets me turned on a podcast and i'm like i don't know what the fuck a podcast is this shit sounds weird like are they famous like some of them are some of them aren't like i i give it three months and no one's gonna be listening to podcasts So I hit him up in like three months and I'm like, we can make a podcast. I was like, I got a guest bedroom. We can do this. And then, you know, started with the iPad and the shittiest mics known to man and upgraded and upgraded and upgraded. And, and, you know, now we got a fucking iMac in here. So it's starting to, it's starting to turn into a legit, like more than just a passion project or a hobby. It's starting to turn into something legitimate. Um, and that's, that's basically it, man. We just, we just, we get together. It's at my house. so I'm usually the one that's the most trashed, and uh, we just get kind of fucked <laughs> up and record and see where it goes. We got an outline, but you know, it's all it's all subject to change the second the mic turns on.
0: Sure. No, I I feel like, I feel like, man, like I I know exactly what you mean. And like the older you get, too, it sounds so weird, but like you have to. Uh, it takes work to hang out with your friends. And I feel like the podcast for for a lot of people, myself included, it kind of became a way to like secretly hang out with my friends and then obviously meet new people and all this, all this great stuff. And it's it, it changed, but like in the beginning, it was just like it was just like a way to block out time to like do something I think is fun with someone I like. Cause it's hard. Especially I have been, even kids and jobs and just even pre-kids, like you know, it's just hard. It is so hard just to make time. I, I think we're both, you and I both have, I think we're both full-time jobs and you have like, um, you, you work like nights and weekends too. Is that right?
1: Yeah. It it doesn't matter. I mean, some days I'm in there at 4am, some days I'm in there from one to 11. It it doesn't, it's all, it's all fluid. Yeah. Yeah. It makes
0: it so hard. That, that makes it so difficult. Um, where, where are you based out of again? I, I forgot. You're not, I, for some reason I want to say Florida, but is that not right?
1: You're close. You're close enough. Uh, Georgia. So, I mean, you know, Georgia. just a little less rain, but it's basically the same place. Um, well, Georgia. Warner Robbins. So Where, where's
0: that in the terms of uh, Georgia?
1: Oh, man? You're like what two hours away from Atlanta?
0: All right. Is Atlanta as cool as it's? I, I really want to go to Atlanta. Um, I've had friends who live there and they loved it.
1: People who live there, it's kind of cool because it's hustle and bustle, and you know you're. But the the rent and all that. And I, I mean, I've been to Atlanta a couple times. It's seedy. There's people walking up to you. It's sketchy as shit. I mean, it yeah. is it is beyond sketchy, dude. If you're, it's kind of like New York. That. Like, if you live in New York, you kind of walk around with this confidence. Like, even mm-hmm. though New York is shady, they still just walk around like nothing affects them. It's kind of like yeah. that for people that live in Atlanta. But when you go visit Atlanta, you're like, "Nah, man, we got to get the fuck out of here." Like, when's when's the show in? All right, let's go.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you ever hear that Louis C.K. bit about like um, he has his old bit about like how his like cousin or something was visiting from new hampshire and they saw homeless people a homeless person on the sideway the sidewalk and she's like oh my god we have to help him and he's like no no stop no just just keep walking and right, his whole thing right. is just about how new york you just get so used to seeing like that kind of st- like you don't re- i don't when someone comes to visit you don't realize how weird it is that you just walk by homeless people all the time without doing anything it, it was really funny i got to see him do stand-up a few years ago he was so
1: wow. he's, he's one of my top three favorite comedians, like of all time. I love, I, I love to, sh-
0: I love to show Louis.
1: Oh, Louis was the best. Oh, it kind of like Seinfeld. It would like, uh, have parts of him doing actual stand up. Oh, I yeah. It.
0: And sometimes they would get like that. Did you ever see the episode where it's like him as a child with the pre, like the religion episode? Yes. It was, yes, yes. That one was just like, what the hell? Or the, yeah. the one where his like sister thought she was about to have a baby, <laughs> but then it, End up being gas
1: dude it's his his stand-up uh, is I mean, when they tried to when they tried to cancel him a couple years ago I was like you know I can hop on a lot of different cancel trains that are legitimate but not Louis CK you got to leave him alone
0: I, I I knew that he was I was like he'll be back he'll be back
1: yeah because it was just I mean not I, I don't touch I don't touch on certain subjects man but like it was just one of those it, it wasn't what the cancel culture was trying to cancel I feel like he kind of kind of swept up under it and they're like, you're bad too, and it's like, uh, his story had a lot more pages than the other ones.
0: Yeah, he. I really was always kind of dumbfounded by his react. I always thought that he could have handled himself through all of that a lot differently. But you know, I guess you never know until you're in those situations of like, I guess, Is that maybe that's our dream? One day we get big enough to get canceled. Oh,
1: I would love <laughs> to get. I'm waiting. I'm day. hoping to get canceled. The second like an agent, <laughs> if I had an agent, and they called and they're like, you're canceled. I'm like, oh,
0: that's what's yes. up, man.
1: That's that's know, the fucking dream cuz then I get to come back.
0: I know. Brie always makes fun of me because um I I always have this and I I'm, I mean this dead serious, because I want to I want to get a cease and desist letter. Like I want to do like a lot of like um like merch do like uh I want like an example like I want to do like baby Yoda and then put Less Chat on it and see if we get Disney to send us a cease and desist letter cuz I'm like what's more punk rock than having Disney telling you to stop doing something.
1: Yeah, honestly like, that's and I, you know so they PA. I might I might shoot a little lower on the risk field because Disney might just send people in suits and fucking nine millimeters with silencers at you. They're evil.
0: Disney is uh, notoriously not notoriously not kind to those things.
1: No, God, no. But no, I would love the press. I would love like if we said something on the show that was controversial and it like hit and blew up. I'd be like, absolutely. Let's go like 100 percent. I'm riding that whole wave in.
0: Yeah, I listen to like uh, Fat Man Beyond a lot, and like Kevin Smith will say something, not even bad, but he'll just like say something about, and then comicbook.com will misquote him for every episode. And I get so jealous. It's like, yo, I've had celebrities on my podcast, and nobody ever misquotes them and twists it out of state and gets me lots of press and makes me famous. It's like,
1: come on. Dude, when, please. You, when you reach hundreds of thousands and up into millions, like uh, the Bad Friends podcast with um, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino. They uh they oh, say a lot of controversial Asian stuff, and they got banned from China. And they, it was like a it was like a medal that they won. They were like wearing it as a badge oh. on the show that they got banned from ever like going to China ever again.
0: That's a dream come true because like China's government is pretty terrible. Oh, have
1: have you seen the Joe Rogan uh, one about the girl that escaped North Korea? No. Listen to that. It's like three hours long. Listen to it, and it basically says that China is bankrolling North Korea to be the most evil place in the world because they need North Korea there as like a buffer, so the West yeah. doesn't get in. Yeah. So much. and like the whole thing is her describing like going to China and still not being safe and getting out here and getting out th- and the crazy rules in North Korea, the yeah. inspections where the guy will come in and inspect the portraits of the leader and you have to have them in every room. And if there's dust on them, like you can be executed for that. Oh my God. Oh, you got it. Everybody out there. If you, if you're into, to like really peeping what the world is like outside of your neighborhood, it's the Joe Rogan one. I can't remember her name, but she escaped from uh, North Korea and it's, it's a must uh, watch on Spotify. I have to
0: find that. Cause I remember watching it. might've been advice or something like that, where like they went to North Korea and that was, but that was pretty weird. I um. So I used to have a, my old, my friend, he's my friend too, my friend Will. But he was my old neighbor, my neighbor at the time, and we used to work together. And um, he is a character, to say the least. So his um, he's older than I He's like in his 50s, no right. kids or anything. His parents had passed away and left him like a pretty fair amount of size of inheritance. So he went to, uh, he like left his job to go travel the world. But, you know, instead of traveling the world in the way that I would want to do it, he went to Afghanistan. He went to Syria. He he snuck into Iraq or Iran or something. Like he went to. I, I remember witnessing a verbal, like almost altercation with him and his girlfriend. Uh, shout out Will and Linda because he wanted to go to North Korea and he oh found a way to God. get in. And no. she was like, she like, Will, I'm like, it's pretty cool that you're gonna go travel the whole world and go to all these places all over the world. And he's all, you know, he's Syrian, so that's why he was going to Syria, right? But right. like, she's like. It's like, you cannot, it's like, I don't think you understand you. If you get caught in North Korea, you are not coming back. And he ended up not going, but there was like a good month where he like found this, I don't know what he found, but like a travel agency that will travel from China, like some back route route way that will sneak you into North Korea. And not like just the DMZ. Like he DMC, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yo, fuck give that, me a year. Bro. I'm like, I want tropical. I want rainforest. I want, oh yeah. I want safety <laughs> or maybe want, Greece,
1: you know, like Greece, Italy Japan, or like fucking, Australia. I, honestly, honestly, I'm going straight to Amsterdam though, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm going right to Amsterdam.
0: Uh, oh my God. Is, uh, is cannabis legal in Georgia?
1: I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, I, I hate it so bad, man. It's not, dude, it's not even medically legal. Like you have to have uh, one of like, you have to have one of like five diseases and you have to basically be dying. You, you have to be yeah. dying from one of these five diseases and then you can get the oils transported in.
0: Oh, my! well, I'm in Rhode Island. Like, so Connecticut just legalized it. It's been recreational, medically legal in Massachusetts for a while. Like pretty much, every, but I live in Rhode Island, so I have a medical card, but it's not legal, but you know, oddly enough. So my, I, I, I was a stoner for like 10 plus years and then I stopped for four years when my wife and I started to try to have a baby, um, we ended up having to go through IVF. So like, I had to stop smoking because like it lowers your sperm count. And then I was like, after like a couple years of IVF, I got to I was like, oh cool, she's pregnant. I could smoke again. Tried it. I didn't like it. So I thought I was done with it forever. And then after my wife was after my daughter was born, my wife had like a really traumatic birth, and I ended up getting um, I eventually had some I had PTSD. But because of the PTSD, I ended up having to get prescribed a medical card to, get to <sighs> smoke marijuana. The very thing I had quit, I thought I was done with forever. And now i uh, it's just so weird to me. I'm like, I spent so much of my youth trying to find pot illegally. And now my doctor is like, you have to take this or else like you don't sleep. So you need this weird.
1: marijuana or you'll die, sir. <laughs> well,
0: like, I definitely right, don't man. sleep without it. Oh, my God. Fuck. Oh no! Like, I, and it
1: it does suck trying to get it, man. It does suck. I live in Georgia so right suck. now, bro. It is a oh. fucking struggle, dude.
0: If I have a way to get it, if I knew how to get it to you, um, I would not say <laughs> we'll, it on the internet. But believe we'll meet me on the border. We'll, yeah, we'll meet I'll on the be border. Sure <laughs> that's, right. that's so yeah. Well, I just I did read yesterday because I I, I I follow like normal like the like the um I think it was McConnell, Schumer, and Cory Booker are introducing legislation to to legalize it federally.
1: Okay, it needs All to right. fucking
0: legalize federally in the in the worst way. Like we're just, just, just wasting so much time and money on it. It's
1: just the Ugh. Bible Belt, man. Georgia's just one of those that that just isn't going to conform as easy. Like it's always been strict, and it's weird because we have the largest population of these like very progressive groups, but yet yeah. we pass we pass some of the most like stringent policies. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. I always like to say people are not their state government, you know, like, cause growing up, growing up in the North, I, I grew up in Connecticut and I hate saying it, but man, when you grew up in the North, you get raised with such a terrible view of the South. Like it really, it, it's a stereotype. that people are so mean to the South up North. They really are. And then it wasn't until I went down South and be like, Oh, everyone's nice. Everyone like, you know, not every single person you meet when you travel is like, let's have a political date on abortion. It's usually like, Hey, how are you? Here's where you should eat. Like You know, like we're not all just like screaming about policy and stuff. But yeah, I know. I feel you. But it's funny, too, because like cannabis tends to be the one thing where like conservatives and liberals really kind of come together.
1: Yeah, they, they everyone has unanimously been like, it's fine. It helps. You know, you can put your creepy Joe Biden voice on and, you know, it grows the economy. You know, you can just kind of like lean in, and it grows the economy. You know, and all this like, I know exactly. You remember that shit, dude? That (laughs) was so fucking creepy. Where like,
0: it, it, it started, and that went viral on TikTok. It's like, hey, guess what? It's good for you. Oh, it was so weird. It was one of the weirdest TikTok trends. I was like, why? Oh my god. God, why are politicians such dorks?
1: Well, he's just a he's just a velociraptor at this point. He's just so old. He might as well be like 12 feet underground getting dusted. How by a fucking he? He's too old, man. And they're they're giving him probably the most top That's secret medicine. It's it's honestly it's a it's a it's a weekend at Bernie's. That's his whole presidency is a weekend at Bernie's. There's just a couple political people holding him up by the elbows and just carting him around everywhere.
0: I'm trying to figure out how old he is because I was just trying to think. I was like 84,
1: 86. I don't.
0: That sounds right. Yeah. What? Why? What about us as a country that loves to like, I don't go to my grandparents while they're dead, but like I didn't, I would, I never got like an iPhone and was like, Hey grandma, can you set this up for me? You know, like why do we elect such old people to like make our laws? Like do you remember when um, Facebook was getting to, was, oh, was it? Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg was testifying in front of Cong- to Congress. Oh god. I think it was Orrin Hatch who was like in his 90 80s or 90s and he was like trying to figure out how Facebook makes ad revenue and like they spent like a half hour just explaining what Facebook was to the man. I'm like, "You are in charge of legislating policy for the future for myself and my children and you don't even know how to fucking you, you don't even know how to turn on a computer." Like, oh my god. Like the funniest thing is I would imagine the majority of Congress doesn't know how to mute the zoom call.
1: No. And it, it but then when you, when you want to go young, you get the, what is it that Alex, uh, Acacio Ocasio-Cortez, you know what I'm saying? You get her and I'm just, I'm not a fan of hers. Like you, there's no, there's no way we're going to win. I feel like at some point all of the Supreme court and all these people are going to get like a cleanse and we're going to get younger people in there but I just don't They're think it's going to be the, I don't think it's going to be the younger people that you want in there though.
0: Yeah. I guess it's age. I guess it's always, it's, it's always like, um, I, I, I'm, my wife is like super involved with that stuff. I'm more of the, like, I'll support you. You take care of all that stuff. <laughs> like, you know, my, I'm not as knowledgeable in those areas. Um, man, have you ever been to any of the spots in Georgia where they film like the Marvel movies? That's like, I um, would love to do like a, a film tourism, trip to Helena just to see where they filmed all the Avengers movies
1: so I've been on two sites I was on when I worked for Frito-Lay I delivered to a gas station that was actually getting remodeled to shoot part of an episode of a uh oh god what is it the one with the girl I think Wanda it was on, no 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 it was on Netflix I don't think it was Marvel uh, oh
0: Jessica Jones
1: uh, yes Jessica Jones okay so yeah, that wh- was
0: Marvel. that was when they were on Netflix yeah that was the first season was dope
1: what's hilarious terrible they're like taking out his real security cameras to put in their fake security cameras and like the whole time i'm in there like putting the chips up the guy walks by who's like on the set and he's like hey make sure all the chips are like backwards and face to the left because like they were going to swipe through for the scene and you couldn't have like those brands right there so like they Uh, were all like it was weird man and like just seeing all these like actors and people just walking through and shit like it was It was weird. And then um, when I used to work in Peachtree City, we were actually, I worked at the racetrack gas station, and we were right next to where they filmed The Walking Dead.
0: Oh, I forget that's down there.
1: Yeah. So they would come in, like all the zombies and extras and shit would just come in, like fully make up and all that, and just get like corn dogs and slushies and just walk right out.
0: That is so funny. A friend of mine uh, years ago worked at the gas station next to ESPN in Connecticut, and like at least one i remember I remember one time mankind came in
1: oh that's fucking wild
0: yeah it's always weird like i've i've worked in like retail and stuff it is always that weird moment when you meet celebrities in the most like mundane way like i worked at starbucks for a long time and i worked in one in downtown providence in a hotel so like it wasn't uncommon for celebrities to come in but it was always just so we- it's always that weird thing you're like you're the guy from the tv but it's but they're like could i have the bathroom key and you're like, here you go, Edward James almost, Of course, you yeah.
1: Can. And, like I, I talked to um, I got one more. It wasn't a filming, but I worked for the Fresh Market. I know every story begins with me working at another fucking job, but anyway, I, I was like working. I was working at the Fresh Market, and Tim Matheson came in. I was working in uh Peachtree City. Uh, Tim Matheson from Animal House. He played uh Van Wilder's dad on uh the Van Wilder movie. Oh he my came god. In, he came in and I was like, holy shit. Cause I I only, it's funny though, how old I was at the time. I only knew him from the Van Wilder movie. And I was yeah, like, holy yeah. shit. I was like, Hey, i was like, Damn, You're Tim Matheson. And he was, uh, like, yeah, where's the uh, produce? And I like pointed to the corner and he just walked away. Yeah, I was like,
0: what the fuck? Too funny. Yeah. I, I used to have this problem. Like I don't follow sports. Like, um, a lot of the, we'd have, a lot of athletes would come in because um they they had a con the foxborough stadium is actually closer to providence than boston so they had a contract with uh, the third line players would stay in the hotel and like sometimes like all these famous nfl or nhl people would come in and i oh no i met chara from the bruins but i don't like watch hockey so i was right, like oh, right. I, I i I, made, I didn't know who he was so i was joking like oh you because he was super tall I was like oh you play basketball and he laughed in my face and like slammed down like eight bananas and the oatmeal and laughed at me and walked away. And I'm like, I always had to have people afterwards tell me who I was talking to. like, Oh, oops.
1: Hey, in your defense, it was a guy that played for the fucking Bruins. I, I wouldn't have recognized him if you walked up either. I would have been like, yeah, Hey, you're tall. Have a good day.
0: I was like, you play basketball. Cause like we would have a lot of like, um, <laughs> magic Johnson. I didn't see magic Johnson. I did see Snoop Dogg though. That was cool.
1: That's my dream.
0: The weirdest right thing, there. I yeah, I saw him from it was I saw him going it was you know oh my god the funniest story like so like we had a venue right by our venue so I was like friends with all the people who worked in the venue. Snoop Dogg played Providence, and I was talking to like one of the regulars that who worked at Lupo's at the time it was the venue, and I was like, oh man, what was the the show like with Snoop and over, And he's like, honestly, dude, it was like meeting your dad who's really high, and he's like, they said Snoop Dogg was the most polite human being they like the most polite artist they ever had in that Snoop Dogg and his like crew cleaned up the green room and left a thank you note
1: god damn
0: and usually you're expecting like rock star shitty trash behavior like they're like yeah I mean it smelled like weed and they 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 smoked everything everywhere but they were they I, I couldn't get over that I was like to hear like yeah it was like talking to your dad I was like that's so weird
1: I believe it though, man. He's older now. He's out of all that gang shit. Like he's out of um, all that shit. He's just old Snoop, man. He just wants to fucking smoke and be left alone.
0: You know, when you said that to the gang shit, there are definitely a large part of the population that have no idea that that was even part of his history. Oh
1: man, that Snoop back man, back when I listened to Snoop early yeah, on, because he, he was, was banging. He
0: beat a murder rap, remember? Oh shit,
1: dude. Yeah, uh, one eight seven or some shit like that. Yeah, bro, that. Yeah, he, holy he, hell. He,
0: um, he, did he kill someone or?
1: I don't think he ever like officially said it, but it wouldn't surprise me because back when he was, you know, like Snoop Dogg.
0: No, you know, if anyone's listening, you can look it up though. He went to trial for murder and everything.
1: I bet, dude. Snoop Dogg was yeah, a fucking it was like a whole, gangster. He, he beat
0: the murder rap. I think it was self-defense and technically, but like, but like when yeah, when I when I first learned about Snoop Dogg, it was in that era of I'm I'm 37, but like I was that was the era of gangster rap, and he was like. The, 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 you know, he was the toughest one of them all, and now he's, like, doing cooking shows of Martha Stewart. Him and oh, yeah. Ice Cube. Like, yep. Ice Cube was a scary motherfucker back in the day, and now he's, like, oh, you ever see that meme? It's a picture of Ice Cube and NWA. It's, like, I used to be, like, and he's, like, got a gat, and the next picture, it's, like, from him without a paddle, and now I'm, like, and he's, like, uh, he's, like, Whitewater River Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, um, yeah, he was on, like, Are We There Yet? And fucking, yep. uh, Dude, he yeah, he sold out all the way, man. But shout out to him, bro. It worked, bro. Yo, like,
0: I so am cool. looking for the way to sell out. If anyone out there can tell me, I I back yo I back up that money truck Exxon Mobil, I'll, I'll hand it everything over to you. I, I I don't have enough money to not sell out.
1: Yo, I got you, man. After this conversation, I'm gonna start a campaign to cancel Let's Chat.
0: Oh, it'd be so let's awesome. Start, and and I'm like, yeah, on let's it let's let's too. It'll
1: it. be from the inside. I'm on the actual network, but fuck it. I'm gonna go <laughs> from the inside. I'm getting all you cancelled.
0: That's chat club members coming at them. That's oh how I'm going to get big is
1: by canceling somebody. Yeah, either get canceled or cancel somebody. So if I can't I get canceled, I'll just cancel you and everybody on the network. Shout out to Cinema Recall though. I was just on their episode.
0: Oh, I I love Vern. He, Vern. Vern is one of those uh, cats. Like it's one of my oldest <laughs> yeah, podcast.
1: He's in a, a cat man. He's definitely he's definitely like a cool cat. If I had a, if I had a, a typecast yes.
0: him. Oh, Absolutely, fuck,
1: man. The Vern. Just listen to the episode, man. It just came out today. Listen oh, to I have it. To
0: upload my app. I do, what, what movie did you cover?
1: Um. So you let me pick the movie. I picked. Um. Uh. Fucking. God damn. Now I'm blanking on it. Um. Catch me if you can. With uh Leonardo DiCaprio. Tom. With Hanks, Leo. Yes. And, yes. Um, I think I saw that movie. And so we were doing a Christopher Walken scene. Is what the scene he told me to do. And so oh. I did it. I did it in my Chris Christopher Walken impression. And then he did it in his, and it, it it was the funniest shit you will ever hear. Is to hear that guy do a fucking Christopher Walken impression. It was hilarious.
0: Oh, I love that man. Yeah, he was he was at um some con in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago and handing out a bunch of our stuff and like promoting all of us. Like, what a good dude who does that.
1: Yeah, he's uh he he plugged you guys a couple times too on there, man. Yeah, he's a uh, worst he's- worst worst Christopher Walken impression I've ever heard, but it was fucking hilarious. I can though. see that.
0: Oh yeah, wait, wait, he's what Minneapolis, I think.
1: I don't even do that. Honestly, man, I saw him. He's always on the Let's Chat uh fucking group chat. And you know me, man. If there's one thing you know about me, I'm going on every single show that I can get these ten fingers around. I don't I, I just was on a show for the THC network, and um I literally was the first message the guy got when he created his Twitter page. He created it, it. <laughs> later that day. I sent him a message being like, You do guest? And I was on his show within like three days.
0: I love that. And and man, guesting is like key. Like it is, it is, it's how you, it's, it's the, I mean, it's the best way to get fans. Or it almost listeners. is
1: your show to be honest with you, because if say I'm on here and let's say a thousand people listen to it just for a metric. And let's yeah. say out of, out of those thousand people that like your content, only two hundred like mine. Out of those two hundred, maybe a hundred check it out. Maybe fifty stick with it. There you go. I did one episode and I got fifty new people to find out about my show. Like it's it is the biggest key to to growing your yeah, show. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's everything. The biggest bump I ever 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 had gotten is I was a guest on there. It's not really a podcast. It's there's this Facebook group called the New Jersey Pop Punk. Uh, I think like 1994 to 2003 or something. And during quarantine, uh Jay, shout out Jay Vicks would put on these thing called Quarantunes, and he would have all these different musicians come on and do a version of like one of their songs. And and some of these people like um like were in pretty. It was all different, various levels of members of bands. But uh, the one and for one of the episodes, he was he invited a couple people to come on like to mix up like podcasters, and he was nice enough to right. invite me. And um, it, I was on there with Fred from Taking Back Sunday and Heath from Senses Fail, which and Midtown, which I already I knew Heath because he had been on here already, and some other people. And I think the next day I had like 500 extra downloads I've never had before. And Holy like, shit! And that's, and that's and This is eight, in eight years that's never happened to me. And obviously that's because of like Fred for being fucking Taking Back Sunday and shit. But it was just like it is incredible. Like when you can put your face in front of, and I, I feel like I know I I I told this to you uh, to, to, to the bros like. You guys have the, like, I think everyone in our, our little, our last chat club has like the it factor. Like, you know, like the one thing I actually really love about your show is like, you guys have a bit of like a morning zoo thing going, but you both have like a voice for radio. Like, I feel like you guys both could have gotten into radio if we were all born. I feel like all of us could have been like radio DJs if we were born like 20 years earlier when radio was a thing
1: that's honestly yeah, we, like my goal that's my goal man when, I, when we started this podcast it's like i always wanted to be on the radio always wanted to be a radio dj always wanted to be that dude that was like all right you're on power 106 you know next same. on the you line the We, you know exactly like i loved i was so addicted to like when xm and all that came out and all the morning shows i listened to growing up yes. as a kid like
0: were you a I, stern I, guy
1: I, I was a stern guy i liked um same I got into Sirius and um, an XM, and I was a huge uh, Shade Forty Five, Lord and Seer, uh, Rude Jude. Like I was a huge. If you ever looked those up, man, they did like this kind of like real cruel comedy, and they had a show, and it was about like either roasting people or they talked about drugs, like the whole gambit. Mm. And it was just kind of like the first time I heard like, wow, this is kind of like radio, but then at the same time they're saying like all this crazy shit on there that you can never say on the radio. And now to like have a podcast where I can put that out is great. Like I love I love saying the wildest shit and just knowing that it's out there on the internet for other people to hear.
0: It's so much fun. I, yeah, no, I had that too. Like I remember where where I grew up, like we had the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and I was remembering thinking I wanted to go there, but everyone I knew who went there, like would go there and then they would go work not in the radio communicate like I just it was that era of where radio was kind of disappearing. And I was just like, if I, if I go into this, I'm never, ever going to have a job. So I'm kind of, it's, it's ironic too. Right. Cause then in a weird way, podcasting came around and then ended up is uh, my, I uh, might, well, it's, it's my, it's my part-time job at this point, but it, the goal was to make this the full-time job. It's my side hustle right now, but like, it's, um, it's just crazy. I just, I never thought there was a world where you or I could ever even possibly like do stuff like this, like stuff like this did not exist 15 years ago. No, to just like talk to you.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, like really I would give them a decade of being like prominent, like to think that we could ever do something like this. When the only communication I had as a kid was on the Yahoo chat of the pool game I was playing online and I could like, you know what I'm saying? Like you could just send messages to people. Like that's the only way that you could talk to somebody. And to actually have something now to where like you can just link up. Like I've been on the craziest shows. I was literally when I went on the um, opinionated Brothers show, he literally told me, he goes, you're the first white person I've ever had on this show. And he's like, I've reached out, but like people just haven't gotten back to me. And like, I just thought in my head, like how but how crazy is that? That I just found this guy randomly on Twitter, got on there just to do a show, just to promote my show. Sometimes, you know, you get your selfish reasons. You're like, I just want to put my name out there on this thing. I don't really even know much about the show. I go on there and i having one of the best times of my life with this guy. And now he's like, you're the resident white guy of my show. I'm going to have you on as many <laughs> times as you want. And now, and now me and that dude are like extra tight. Go check it out. Opinionated brother. Uh, it's the THC network on Twitter. Like big ups to that I'm guy. Tall. Like there's, there's so many barriers you can crack by just being on this thing and meeting people.
0: Oh my God. I mean, Vern, perfect example, Vern is, um, yeah, Vern. <laughs> I was on his show or he was on, my, I don't know when it happened, but like six years ago we did a podcast together and we've been friends ever since Dwight, uh, Brie, I mean, Brie, I met Brie was a fan and then she came on the show and now like we have a bank account together. Like it's, uh, you know, I've Bree, Dwight, all those, uh, Vern, all these people, everyone actually pretty much almost everyone in the, in our, our club for the most part are people I've never met in real life. Like these are all people who live all, you know, like I've, I've known like Brie bought my daughter a present when she was born. Like that's, it's, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's this weird thing where like, you're like, yeah, sometimes it's just a podcast guest. And then sometimes they turn into these like lifelong friends and partners. And like, you know, like Brie, Brie came on and we like built a fucking business and a brand together. I was like, Oh, all right, I'm, no, I'm kind of yeah. like a, a host kind of guy, but you're you're a brainy person who knows how to do things. Okay, <laughs> when
1: when, like, when I see like your whole network, I've, this is what the opinion I'm starting to form. When I see the whole network, I'm like, you're kind of like the government that we all see, and Bree is kind of like the shadow organization that runs the entire government. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, like, the, I just imagine that before you met her, she was just a firefighter. And then you were like, Hey, you can come put out fires for this. And then she just joined the network and just started putting out fires. Like she, she just, she looks like the type that gets the cat out of the tree and gives it to the kid. Oh
0: yeah. I mean, I mean no, the network did, or the, yeah, the club network didn't even exist before her. Like, right. Um, yeah. No, she, yeah, no, it was, I, I started this in 2013 with a, a host and then they quit about 20 episodes in. And then, Oh, it's so funny that you said that. Cause I, I'm, I'm, doing a presentation, like this thing on Wednesday about like, and I was like having to write out the history of all this stuff. So I've been thinking about it recently. And then up until the end of 2019, no, then I, it was me solo for a long time. And then my daughter was born and then I got super depressed and had post-traumatic stress and tried to quit and then didn't. And I started back up and I wasn't I don't know. It just wasn't what it once was. So I was like, I gotta do something different. So I was like, I'm going to bring in a producer. And that's when Brie came in at the end of 2019. And then the pandemic hit and then we're like, well, we got some time. And then that's, that's when everything she's like, she had the, she had the idea for the club. I think she had a different name for it. I think, um, and then pretty much uh, she came up with let's chat live pretty much every good idea she had, she's had and has become successful. I said no to, and she makes fun of me for all of that, all the time all the time. It's
1: well, great. Let's Chat Live is good. Like I like the fact that uh, it's not just like a network and you have your shows and then you have your thing and everyone underneath has it. Like you actually have a platform outside of that that's really just focused on like producing content. Like it's literally nothing but a content pump. Yeah, all yeah, Let's Chat that's... Live is, it's just dumping out different shows, different audiences, different people like, mingling. To these
0: cool people like listen to these awesome and then yeah i, I like it too because like the part of the reason we wanted to do like a club rather than like a typical network it's like because then like people like you can get opportunities to go join like a really big network and i i don't ever want to have to say goodbye to anyone so like oh we're making a club people can stay with us forever and hopefully you get picked up by like stitcher or, or somewhere um or something cool or like a big network and then i mean the goal is to make this a full-time job oh like i've I've actually, I feel like you're probably getting to this. You'll be getting there soon too. Cause like you guys have been plugging away, but, um, we, we had, we had gotten hired to produce a podcast that ended up not happening. We got fucked over, but then it actually just led me to, I'm like, now I'm doing like, I'm taking on like freelance podcast producing jobs because oh, like, shit. you know how much um podcasts costs like they charge to make like inadvertently you and I have taught ourselves how to do a $600, Per ep- six hundred to fifteen hundred dollars an episode skill set just for fun. Like that's how m- like the standard low price of like uh, a professional podcast is six hundred dollars an episode, and this is stuff you and I are making for free. And it's like I never learned all this to make money, but now I now I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to make lots no, of not?
1: I have thought of that because we have this equipment in here and we just upgraded it to where we kind of have the software now to where I could produce like a show. And I've thought about going online and we actually, I mean, we live in a pretty populous area, but finding people and like even people I work with and being, you know, there's a guy I work with. It didn't work out, but he wanted to make a show with a couple of his friends. And I told him, I was like, look, man, I was like, we'll talk about it and I can get like a price up for you for me recording it. He wanted sound effects. He wanted intros made you know i mean yeah. i've made i've made all the intros for my show i've made all the the ad breaks and stuff in the movie review i make all that so you know i could i could definitely make all these segments and shit but it's something i'm thinking about as i'm starting to get better at it and i'm downloading more uh like mac accessible tools and shit to record and like patch in and all that shit it's it's definitely a possibility man cuz it it's a hobby but it's one that you have to spend so much time at before you know it you're like i'm pretty good at this shit like it's down to a science now.
0: Yeah. And like, you don't, you don't realize how hard, like, I don't, I mean, I know it's not like laying brick or anything, but like it, it's hard to make a good podcast episode. Like first you yourself, like, cause we're also hosts of both of our shows. You yourself have to make the content good. Also, you have to make it sound good. And then you also have to find an audience. Like it's, it's a fuck ton of work. Like it's like two separate skill sets, making a podcast and getting someone to listen to it or even having like any sort of brand awareness are like two separate skill sets. Well,
1: and then, and then you got, um, that's why guesting is so important because I mean, I got into these guys, uh, bam records. I don't know if you've listened to the end of some of our episodes. I interview a couple of these artists, but It's a local music artist group uh, from McDonough in Atlanta, close around there. And I play their songs on the outro at the end of every show. I play one of their songs to like outro it out and plug them. And because of that, we're all over these posters and t-shirts and merch and like little concerts that they throw on in bars. They've got our logo along with like, you know, five or 10 other people wearing all their YouTube videos. They flash our logo. And all I did was agree to say, you know what? Yeah, I'll play a couple of songs every episode uh, every once in a while I'll interview one of the artists like and then there you go man like um I don't know if you know who she is psychic underscore housewife underscore April that's her Instagram right she's a legit like paranormal psychic investigator person that goes into like the haunted mansions she was uh, mentioned on the travel channel she's been on a couple of shows for them and wow. um I am I am three and a half inches away from getting her on this show. I'm so fucking close. Oh, I'm God. so close to the point to where like her agents now got our show and they're looking at it to make sure it's appropriate. Oh, I, yeah. I, feel, I, I feel within the next month, we're going to have her on and I'm going to actually get like a psychic reading uh, live on the episode.
0: Oh, I dude, I'm so happy for you. Isn't that the coolest feeling when like those little things happen? Like the, can you just like take a second to recognize that like you just dropped like oh yeah they're agents like when you started your podcast or I started mine in my fucking bedroom I never thought I would ever have an agent listen to it to make sure I'm appropriate for like a a person of interest like I remember for me the first time that ever happened I interviewed a writer um I don't uh, Mike, Mike Michael Price which also if you're looking for a guest he's the kindest human being in the world he's a longtime Simpsons writer but he's the co showrunner. Uh, he's a showrunner and co-creator of F is for Family* with Bill Burr on okay. Netflix, and um, he—he was—he was on my show, and he's awesome, dude. He loves doing—he—he uh, he does a lot of the indie podcasts. He's a really great guy, and he—he um, he was like—he agreed. He's like, I just have to run it by Netflix first, and I—I like, oh. like, fell out of my chair. I was like, someone at Netflix is going to know who I am. <laughs> like,
1: that, That's that, are you
0: kidding me? Like, I—I I mean, I—I I, it just. It's incredible. And I feel like you guys, too, you've been around for a bit, but man, you guys advanced like quick. Like, you guys jumped a lot, a lot of the steps. Because, well, I think it's, and you know, you obviously have put the work in, but like, there's sometimes like you meet people, like, I, me- I remember when I first met you guys, uh, Sci Fi Remnant, and then, um, uh, john from Dumbtown dead i was just or even oh and yeah, pretty much the whole clubs uh oh and fighting disney i was just like i don't know how all of you are so good this quick because you can go back and listen to my first episodes and they are not very good and you guys are all like coming in like pretty fully formed you're like you're you're coming you're like <laughs> you know like you all started off and you're like good and it kind of made me super jealous but i'm very happy for you
1: it's um, I appreciate it. it's a compliment coming from you, but it's kind of how much are the how quickly are you willing to eat the shit? Because when we started, you know, my brother's got two kids, uh, pretty demanding job. So he's he shows up. He's got the outline. He bankrolls a good bit of the show. But other than that, like he kind of has a whole 80 hours planned out of his life already. So yeah. so me on the legs part of it, I basically just started doing every show, started doing everything I could get. I met this psychic uh, lady doing the second show I ever did outside of our show, I, I was on the comedy night for a paranormal podcast who would have comedians and personalities on. And I met the guy that not only the guy that's the in charge of the music label that I played the music for, but I also met the psychic lady and a year later hit her up and we started talking again. And now I'm having her on. So those, those was two people I met that I still, one, I, pro, I profit off right now because we have a deal with each other. And the other one I'm trying to get on like just from that one show. And it was my yeah. second appearance ever doing anything. And I was horrible and I sucked and stumbled and didn't know how to follow and talk and transitions and shit. And I just ended up meeting those people. And here I am over a year later, still in contact with one and getting into contact with the other one.
0: Yeah. It's, it's cool. I, I, I always say that uh, a are for the people, who watched the special features on a DVD. Like that's, yeah, oh a hundred percent That's like podcast fans. It's like they're people who have to have like uh I don't know, it's just that that people who just need to feel the connection to the art that they, they listen that they consume in some facet. And I mean I still like I i um I I had Chris get a comedian that I've loved for a long time, Chris Gethard on and then I just went to go see him do stand-up in person uh two or three Saturdays ago. And it was so weird because like uh, I know we don't know each other, but I interviewed him, but like, so I, I went to go say hello after the show. I was like, Oh my god, it's so nice to meet you. Um, you were so nice. You were in my podcast a few weeks ago. He's like, Oh yeah, I remember. How are you doing, Chris? And I was just like, uh that's what? I, you I just know that who I am. Of, like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you're like, I know we already talked for an hour, but it's just still weird to me because I'm like, dude, I've listened to you on you made it weird with Pete Holmes. I've listened to you on WTF with Mark Maron. I've watched you in movies and um, I don't know. It's just, it's cool. It's, I, I just love it. I really, I, I'll be. I, I'm. I don't know if you have this, but I find for myself it's like an addiction. Like, I've tried to quit. and This is the only thing in my life where I find myself this confident, this happy, and like, I, I, I don't want to. It's all I ever want to talk about or think about every hour of every day. Besides, like my, eh, I was gonna say besides my daughter, but who are we kidding? It's this.
1: Yeah, hundred um, percent. It's, it's like, this. Don't lie. But yeah, dude, like yeah. It's, it, it gives you. That I love sense Felicity,
0: of- but come on. <laughs>
1: yeah when when you're older and contribute back to society maybe we'll get a little bit more attention thrown your way but right now let me just have Um, my yeah. yeah. right now
0: so now you go watch you watch thomas the train i got stuff to do
1: it is addicting though man like i mean even an hour before we were supposed to do this i'm on here on GarageBand and on audio hijack and i've got seven different fucking windows open and i'm talking to certain people and posting certain episodes and retweeting shit and Like, dude, it's such a grind and I've never had this type of drive in anything else in life. God knows it wasn't a job because every job I've ever had, I've just been like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, but when it comes to this shit, I'm like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is it. This is, this is the passion. This is something that I'm actually wanting to take time away from being a lazy piece of shit to do.
0: I love how you said, I couldn't agree more because at work, I've always been kind of a bit of that, that like, I would like to do just enough work to not get fired. <laughs> you yep, know, that's it. I, except, except my current job, I work very hard. And I'm a gr- yeah, but, we
1: we love yeah, we love them. They're fantastic. The company I work for, yeah, all all thumbs up. It's a great place to be. But get me the fuck out of there.
0: I have nothing, uh, nothing bad to say about my employer. But like, yeah, I and then it's weird. All of a sudden, then I I find my I would find myself being like putting this extreme amount of pressure to like edit on a Sunday night so I can go get to bed before like four. So I could wake up to go work at a job that pays me. Cause I have to have this episode out because if it's not out only I will notice, but I will, I don't, yeah, it, it, it awakening something in me that I didn't know I had inside of me. And um, I, and I'm happy for it. I'm, I'm so glad. And I feel like it took me and even it took me like seven years of doing it to finally feel confident to be like, I think I'm good at this. Like I I really truly didn't think that for a very long time. Like it took, it's just weird. I don't know. It's, it's like, I like, that's why I love beating all of you who are like kind of coming in being like chest puffed up. You're like, yo, I'm ready to go. I'm good at this. We're hitting the ground running and we're going to, we're just going to go. I don't care how many people download. We're just going to keep making it no matter what. And then when you don't care about the downloads, that's when you get downloads.
1: Yeah, we um we cared about them a ton and they started to drop. So now I'm in a phase of like not focusing on them because um, we had a large amount come out of India. So believe it or not, oh. um, almost half of our download. And I actually had to contact Libsyn because I was like, hey, are these legitimate downloads? Are these like bots? And Libsyn sent me like this whole page back being like, no, these are legitimate streaming sites. And India actually has a very like booming podcast um, audience coming really? out of there. And they're yeah they're doing nothing but just finding American content through podcasts and just absorbing them, but then COVID hit India really bad, yeah. and they kind of hit this ultra pandemic, and our numbers like just boom overnight. Now, do you uh, do you like the Lord of the Rings movies?
0: Eh, uh, yes, no, 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 I don't. Who am I kidding? I don't dislike them. Okay, I like. I watched them once, like them, but I, I I don't go back to them.
1: What about Harry Potter? No. What's a good one of those type movie like series that you like? What what would be one of them? Are you just anti those in general?
0: I guess I am. I don't mean to be anti those. Well, I don't know. So like you didn't uh, like you
1: didn't like Twilight. You didn't like no. Um, God, I I mean,
0: like Transformers. Not... Okay, there's that's turtles. perfect.
1: Transformers, Transformers. Let's let's stick with that. We found a loop. Drop a ton of mushrooms and just watch every Transformers movie.
0: I will. Love to do that. I I've never done any hallucinogenics, never done mushrooms, largely because I don't have safe access to getting them. Right. But if I can if I can get them like legally and like get child care figured out, I will promise you that we'll get together if I ever if this ever happens. God, imagine the day where we all have like we can make enough money off this where we can all fly somewhere. And like we could do like let's chat mushrooms, and we all just take a bunch of mushrooms together. And uh, what, let's it.
1: chat uh, ayahuasca? Do like the ayahuasca? Oh I've always God. wanted to try that. I
0: would but make no, that an um, episode.
1: I have um I have dropped about five to six grams of mushrooms and watched every Lord of the Rings movie um before the Hobbits and shit came out. This was okay. when there was just the Lord of the Rings. We dropped a ton of mushrooms and watched all of them, oh. and it was the most. It was the best, most horrifying, scariest most like laughing fucking dude when the music would play and it would like zoom out over this army and it was just like we were literally like my friends underneath a blanket and he's just like just let me know when it's over just let me know when it's over like it it. was the wildest shit ever It, it was it came to life
0: I'm a so I'm a in my day job I'm part of my job I'm a drug counselor so I get to hear all these fun stories and I I, I have a client I used to work with a few years back that used to love dropping acid and getting into a deprivation tank.
1: I would definitely and try like, that. I would definitely try that,
0: dude. I do not trust my brain enough to be in a deprivation tank. Never mind acid. Well, and I'll I'll
1: tell you—you have to be the most zen
0: motherfucker to get to a point where you can beat a fucking deprivation tank on acid by yourself and not freak out.
1: Okay, I'll I'll give you that, but I will tell you this: Um, I have tried mushrooms and acid, and acid is a way better experience, physically wise and like spiritually wise, or whatever you want to call it, like trippy wise.
0: That's kind of what I want, because like I've—I've never—I've hallucinated like um, from like not from not, from not doing drugs, like from just like, um, like f- I do EMDR therapy, which basically is like mimics the same experiences of mushrooms the uh, of, of the brain pattern as, um, as doing like, uh, psilocybin, like the microdosing. So I've had like that stuff, but it's a little bit different, but I, I, I liked it, but like, I, it, it is, I see when people say it is spiritual. Cause I, I'm not a spiritual person. I thought, and then I've had some moments where I'm like, uh, maybe I am. Maybe there is a God. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Dude,
1: I if you want to, um, if you want a quick story, I went to a Baptist school all throughout high school. I went mm-hmm. to like a strict Southern Baptist. I mean, can't go to the movies, can't wear shorts. Girls don't wear shorts. Guys wear pants. Wow. You know, we we had to wear khakis and a, a button up every day, and like a, a tie on Thursdays. Like I was grew up religious for about eight years, hardcore. And then I got out of there, and I had read the Bible through so many times that I was literally just like, I just don't, I don't think so, man. I think they hit a couple good points, but I just don't think so. And then you fast forward later. I did acid one time and I dropped it and um, I accidentally dropped like three hits and I went out, I went out so far. This was the night my friend, it was in a Visine bottle, right? And he didn't have like a measure. <laughs> so he was like, just do, just barely touch it. And one drop will come out. And I'm like, cool. And I, I touched it and like three drops were like, doo-doo. And I'm like, oh shit, you can't not do it, you know, once you have it. It's not like if you put mushrooms in your mouth, you can spit them out. Once you've dropped it, it's a wrap. Like, goodbye. Like you're you're gone now. Really? And my okay. friend, it gets to my friend, and he's already he's he might already be messed up at this point. He goes to squeeze it and squeezes half of the visine bottle into his mouth. Oh <gasps> literally, you could play it back on a tape and slow-mo. I couldn't tell you how many hits he did, but it was. Into the 40s, 50s, 60s. Could have been 100 hits. God only knows. He wow. spent the entire night in the backseat of the car. And there were five different moments we forgot he was there. Because he didn't say anything. And then like six hours into it, there's just dead silence. And you just hear this from the back seat. So what y'all getting into? And we lost our shit. Because we had forgot he was back there. Because he hadn't spoke for six hours. He hadn't spoke. He would light a cigarette up, and that's all you would see, and then you'd forget about him. Wow! And then six hours later, he spoke. We all like got out of the car and ran. But yeah, that night, man, I took a pretty deep dive uh, spiritually. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Do you think that um, like my wife went to her entire life, her all of her education from kindergarten to to bachelors is Catholic school, which then she says has made her a devout uh, atheist. So, like, did you find that? had a bit of that effect on you like it kind of they pushed it too hard and you kind of pushed back and then you found a little bit of it but my wife now i think she would say she's more spiritual than she was a few years ago um you know a couple existential crises could do that to you
1: i think that i think they hit a lot of good points every religion does and i think with the christian religion i found it to have a lot of good in it but then when you read it you go well you can't take this verbatim you know, the church was so hardcore. They're like, this is the inherent unchanged word of God. It's a hundred percent this. And I'm like, we'd still be killing folks if we took this shit serious, like today, like it's you just, have five
0: it's, authors. How can it be from God? I, and, and, I, and, and also man,
1: history already told you that there's a couple books that, that actually didn't even make it into the final cut that were legitimate yeah. books of the Bible. So, but I, I just think that there is something out there. I just don't think it's the guy that's in all the pages. I don't think they got that part right. I don't yeah. I don't think that somebody that's so great, loving, and wholesome, and awesome would create a world in which all this bad shit goes down. Because they always want to blame it on sin. Like, it's our fault. This is the way the world is because we sinned. But it's like a video game. Like, who created us? So this guy that knows wow. everything made us, made us to sin, and then made us have to repent back to him to get into heaven. Or you'll go to a hell that he also yeah. created that he also created like it just doesn't add up man i'm sorry and i don't belittle anybody's religion because believing in nothing is just as crazy so i mean like everyone everyone is wild for having everyone's wild for having their opinions but it just didn't make sense to me but i still respect anybody else's view on anything
0: i'm gonna steal that from you believing in nothing is crazy too i've never heard it put so well
1: it is man i mean every every idea is yeah. crazy because none of them are right and none of them are wrong we're yeah. all floating in this limo together too many people come out and they're like no this is the answer i know why it's like buddy it's not man we'd all be freaking out if we actually knew like yeah, so I obviously I, to nothing, to
0: yeah. that more. I, I feel like over the years like when i was younger much younger i was much more of a staunch asshole atheist but i think at this point in my life i'm uh I don't know atheist or even agnostic or hum- whatever the fuck it's. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I, that's my answer. I, I don't know, but I'm sure would like to learn more. Like some of my, when I, I, cause I, I was a huge Joe Rogan fan when I, uh, he was one of the people who I, you know, I would listen to years ago. And I would always love when he would have on like religious scholars or like, or that stuff. But some of my favorite, there's, I forgot this guy, but he, long time ago, a few years, it wasn't that long, but he had some religious scholar on who like, had some theory that is gaining acceptance that, um, Moses took like peyote and stuff like that. I'm like, now you're right. talking. <laughs> right. Like, I, it,
1: I, I think it, I, I hear a lot of good ideas, but I'm not going to commit to any of them. Cause some people will try to sell me on theirs and I'll just go, could be, it could be yeah, possible. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. Sounds pretty plausible to me, man. In the, in the span of, I just, I don't know, man. I think the world is a lot more statistical than it is, uh, spiritual. I think a lot of things happen because they happen. Like, can you believe this yeah. happened? I'm like, well, yeah, in the span of eternity, of, eventually it is bound to happen. Like,
0: that's true. This I is know. just how yeah, that, it,
1: when the, yeah.
0: And that's, and that's a crazy thought to have as much as there's a person who created all of this. Like, the fact that you're like, no, no, it's just all chaos and there's no reason is equally as crazy as Buddha or uh, Muhammad or God or the Zeus or, yeah, you can tell that I'm not a religious scholar at all because I threw Zeus in there.
1: <laughs> it's 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 literally it's all just this is how it happened. It's been going on for eternity. There's probably been an infinite number of worlds, an infinite number of Earths, an infinite number of times that this has happened, and times that hasn't. This is just where you pick up in the movie when life snapped and made this. I think about you know, that universe.
0: I think about that all the time. Like I, I, there's that beginning of the cosmos where Carl Sagan goes, "You're a speck, I'm on a speck, I'm on a speck." And for some people that brings them fills them with existential dread and for me that makes me so happy i'm like at the end like even when i get stressed out about world politics or just life or anything i just have to take a second and be like it's a miracle that i even exist i'm floating on a space rock and nothing nothing matters i'm just a speck and then i can kind of like okay bring it in like that for some reason that centers me to be like okay
1: yeah, it's to not, to know how much you don't matter and to how little like you are in the span of everything. Like when people take history and they're like, This is serious. I'm like, it's history of our planet. Like it really yeah. doesn't fucking matter, guy. Like there's somebody Humans eight million. Yeah, yeah, they're like, Yeah, like it just doesn't matter. We're gonna be in this cycle forever. Like, but to 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 help wrap it up, uh if you wanna check out my show, Half Hour Grows Podcast. This is, a, this
0: is how you can tell you're a podcaster, you know how to do it.
1: Go check it out. It's a little more drunk and, uh, I don't know, lackadaisical, I would say, than this one. It's a lot more like just bullshitting, uh, with my brother. We do get into stuff like conspiracy theories. We do get into stories. We do get into crazy shit. Um, I'm sober for this call, fortunately. Well, I'm not drunk, but anyway, I'm usually drunk on the show. <laughs> I would say I'm sober, but I'm usually drunk on the show. So it is Half Hour Bros Podcast. You can check out our TikTok half hour bros pod we're on tiktok uh twitter half hour bros pod half hour bros at gmail.com to be honest just type the fucking thing into google it's going to bring you right up there there's there's nothing else that's going to pop up
0: oh man thank you so much and before you go i have one last question has anyone or any of your fans told you that you have the absolute most contagious amazing laugh
1: I hate, I hate that, man. Don't. Don't. Because then I'll laugh now. And it's not. Right, I got no, self-conscious oh when we started doing the show. I was like, I'd listen no, to my that, laugh. That and was like the thing that man.
0: pulled me in. Oh, my God. I love your laugh so much. You're laughing. <laughs> like you should be laughing at something that's only like kind of funny to me. And then I'm like cracking up by the end of it. I've, oh, I've listened God. to Half Hour Bros and had to pull over because I was laughing so hard. So that oh, is a ringing endorsement. Everyone, And 30 minutes, short, uh, pretty small commitment as well. Time-wise. I appreciate
1: that. I, I honestly do. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me yeah. on too. Thank
0: you. Of course. Yeah. You guys have become my like morning show. Cause like, it's like <laughs> when I used to listen to morning radio, I'm like, all right, pop that on. And by the time it's about 30 minutes to get to work and then bam. So, uh, awesome. man. thank you so much and have a good, uh, rest of your night. Hello, potential listeners. My name is The Vern, and I'm the host of the Cinema Recall Podcast. On most shows myself, along with some great guests, we will talk about a movie, and then some of the most iconic moments that happened in said movie. On top of that, you'll get bonus shows where I will give you short reviews about new and classic movies, or I'll just rant and rave about something going on in the entertainment industry. So come check us out. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, most other places. Don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Cinema underscore Recall. And then on Facebook, Instagram, we are Cinema Recall Podcast. Uh, don't forget to email us your ad spots to play on future episodes. That email is cinema Recall at gmail.com. Hope to see you around, and thank you very much for listening.